How could you do this to me? I'm so sorry. I'm so uncomfortable. Remember when you were like, just do it, it'll be so fun. And I was like, yeah, it'll be so fun. It's not fun. Okay, I can do one next. It'll be my turn next. <laughs> it's so hard, Ash. I don't know where to look. <laughs> you don't have to look anywhere. Okay. You've got this. Thanks. I needed a pep talk. <laughs> Hi, me up. <laughs> okay. Love you. Bye. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, guys, I have an announcement. Me and Ashley are breaking up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, if you're watching the episode on YouTube, you're probably like, where's Ashley? And if you're listening and you heard that phone call, you're probably like, what's going on? Well, our dearest Ashley Nicole, she was in close proximity to someone who just tested positive for the vid. And... You know, we're trying to be careful and she's trying to be cautious to just kind of wait it out to see that she's healthy and stuff, um, which I appreciate. But also, you know, we we try to be organized and like on top of things and have like a couple episodes like in our back pocket just, you know, for this instance. Exactly. But. Uh, you know, we decided to go to two music festivals and then I just went on a trip. So we had like literally zero backups. And when we were coming in today, she literally texted me yesterday and told me like we don't have the option to not do an episode. Um, I mean, I guess the option is to just not do an episode at all. But I think one of the things we really pride ourselves on is since we started this um, you know, I think it was three years ago ish. Uh, we have not missed a single episode and we didn't want to start now. So we were texting, trying to figure out what to do. It was kind of last minute, so I couldn't get like a guest to come. And then Ashley just hyped me up and was like, Hey, just do a solo episode. It'll be so fun and so easy. And I'm realizing at the moment, like, I am sitting in this room by myself. <laughs> I don't know where to look. I'm struggling with where to put my hands. I have those, like, nervous swallows. So your girl is uncomfortable, and that's a new thing for me. I'm usually, when it comes to me talking and doing things, you know, I tend to thrive, but I'm a little bit nervous. So... That's today's episode, and if you hate it, I am so sorry. Uh, if you love it, great. I mean, you know, maybe to some of you, or maybe to all of you, I can say whatever I want because Ashley's not here. Maybe I'm the reason <laughs> you listen to this podcast. So if I am, <laughs> there you go. I'm just kidding, Ashley. I love you. Uh, so yeah, so so when I was thinking about what to do, for this episode, I was like, okay, I want, if I can't be with anyone, then I want to be with you guys. And one of my favorite things that we get as feedback for this podcast is you guys will say, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm like in the room with you, like in my car, I'm just answering along with you and talking to you. So I want this to feel like this. And I'm envisioning that I'm right there with you in your car or headphones, or on speaker, whatever, just talking to you, and, um, you know, interact with me, laugh with me, <laughs> um, cry for me if this is super awkward, and we'll see how it goes. This could be, like, a five-minute episode if I start to panic, or it could be, you know, an hour episode, but uh, we're just gonna roll into it. 
I was thinking about like what to do and instead of reading a story I decided to we put a prompt on our Instagram and if you guys don't follow us on Instagram totally do we interact I feel like the most there I feel like that's where you guys really get to be like a part of our episodes because we'll do polls or we'll ask questions things like that Um, I think it's unsolicited advice pod I believe. Um, And yeah, so we put that up there saying like, what is stuff you guys want to ask me personally or advice you have? And we're just going to do a very raw, unfiltered, rapid fire, me just answering what I see from that prompt. Now, I didn't look at it before because I was like, how cool would that be if it's just like supernatural and raw? But now as I'm opening my phone, I'm getting a little bit of anxiety because what if nobody answered? <laughs> that is what's going through my mind. So let's open her up. And ah, wow. Okay, there's a lot of responses. So we're just going to dive into this. And you know, it could be deep. It could be just a time that you get to know me, one of your beloved hosts. Uh, I, You know, it's really, it's really up in the air how this could go. But we'll just go ahead and get into it. Hopefully, I'm just going to skim through and we'll answer some like light ones first. And then we'll just jump into the, the stuff that you guys sent. <laughs> I already, <laughs> I, I can hear myself. And how awkward I am. Like, I keep just, like, stuttering over my words. And I'm just imagining if I were you listening to me, how I would, if I would be entertained by this or if I would be uncomfortable by this. So, you know, just do me one solid. If you absolutely hate this episode, don't unsubscribe from us. And also, don't let me know. That's all I ask. That's it. That's all I ask. Um, I think I'm I think I'm just gonna do all of these anonymous. I was gonna say names, but then I saw some people said they want to be anonymous. So just to make sure I don't like accidentally share something I shouldn't, I'm just gonna do all of them anonymous. But if you hear your story, I'm literally talking to you. Um, okay. What is your favorite podcast? Um, so I've said before I tend to listen to like true crime types of podcasts so obviously like I love crime junkie my favorite murder but my favorite one right now is called anatomy of murder and it's like a it's a prosecutor and a detective who talk about cases they interview people and then they give their personal like opinions of coming from their profession how they think it was handled and what they would have done different and I just really like their chemistry and just the way that they tell the stories so uh yeah that would probably if I had to choose a favorite current podcast it would be Anatomy of Murder um (laughs) someone said how are you such a good mom figure um it's so funny because I I get this a lot where people like we joke on the podcast here that like when mama bear Taryn comes out I I think that I come from a family of educators so a lot of just like working with kids caring about kids things like that and then my brother is nine years younger than me so like I think I grew up kind of like raising him and being like a part of his life so I think that kind of molded my mothering kind of personality but yeah it definitely comes across in every aspect of my life and I think it's something people love I'm sure at times I can be like overwhelming but I try my hardest to do it in like a loving way and not an overbearing way but that's, I think, the root of where it came from. Okay, how? let's get into some, like, advice ones because that's what we're here for. How do you get over a breakup? Hmm. You know, I think once I experienced a breakup, I feel like I was able to relate so much better to people who have been through breakups and I think that you know that's kind of like the umbrella of the 
situation. Like we we relate because we've been with a person we saw a future with and now we're not. And with that separation comes different things. But I think I think for me, the thing that I would say if you are going through a breakup, I think I think taking away the what if of what's to come next is the most important thing that got me through mine. Because sometimes when you're going through a breakup, it's really easy to get into, you know, am I going to end up with this person? What if I'm alone forever? Who is my next person going to be? And it becomes so you basically went from being in a relationship where all of your decisions were kind of based on another person. And then you go into this season where you should be just focusing on what you want and what's best for you. But when you start to attach so much to, well, what if we're going to get back together? Well, the decisions you make are going to be based around either making that happen or what would be best for that to happen. Or if you're looking for another person, your decisions are going to be based off of how do I track people? What's the best, you know, which side is my best side in regards to the things you do and the way you act. So I think the the best thing that you can do is just remove all outcome possibilities and just really focus in on yourself, who you are. And I think that when when you end a relationship that has so much attachment and so much involvement, it's it's kind of interesting when you sit back and you're like, wait, who who am I? Like what do what do I do now? What are my likes? What are my you know, even style preferences, that was something I struggled with because my ex was very vocal about the way he liked my clothes to be. <laughs> and um, I remember the day after the breakup, like that was my thing was like, what do I want to wear like for me? So I think it's a very valuable time that you can have. So I don't, I think just strip the what ifs away Focus on yourself and then don't try to rush anything. Like feel the pain, feel the sadness, process through it, and then just one step at a time. That would be my breakup advice. Ooh, this is a good one. Advice for your high school self. I think high school is such a struggle because every person thinks that every person is judging them and expecting things of them when really everyone is just so insecure and trying to figure themselves out. And unfortunately, you know that saying? It's like hurt people hurt people. I think that when people are insecure and going through things, sometimes that causes them to lash out because you don't want any attention on yourself, so you put it on other people. So I think if I were to look back at my high school self, I would just over the top stress that fear and anxiety and insecurity, if I don't get those in control, are going to affect me so much. Like I look back and I see all the things that I didn't do because I was so scared of either failure or I was scared of, you know, rejection or just scared of what people thought and trying to fit into the groups that, you know, I wanted to be a part of. And I think when I look back, I see so much missed opportunity of things that I could have done. Like I I loved dancing, but I stopped doing it because that was just not the group I was in anymore. I love sports, but I you know, was so scared if something bad happened in a game, I would be so scared it would happen again that I would kind of like back off. And I never just like really went for things. So I think if I were to go back to high school, I would just really encourage myself to be myself and to grow a bit of tougher skin to know that all of the mean things people say to you is just because they themselves 
are insecure and scared. So not to let people affect me as much as I did. Um, but I don't know. It's so funny. Like you get older and you're like, I w- like I, I do miss things about those years and I do wish certain things were different but at the same time I look at my life now that I love so much and I know that each of those hardships led me to where I am so I don't know if I'd necessarily change too much but if I were trying to tell myself how to have a better experience that's kind of what I would say. All right, so this next one says, I want to tell my crush my feelings towards him, but I'm way too shy and hate confrontation. What should I do? Okay, well, first of all, you're already setting yourself up for failure. Like, do you feel it? Like, you're like, I'm shy and I hate confrontation. Like, you're already assuming it's going to be a confrontation, which I'm reading as you think he's going to not be into it. So first, that's the first thing. I think I think there's healthy ways to go into situations where you kind of prep yourself for any outcome, right? Like you can go into something and being like hopeful and like manifesting that like good stuff's going to happen, but also being aware that there is another possibility. But instead of just assuming it's going to be a negative, go in saying like, hey, I am a warrior. (laughs) I can get through anything. And no matter what the outcome is, I will be okay. Like, even if he straight up says, you're disgusting and pushes me into mud. I don't know why that's where I went, but we're there. I will be okay. I have a washing machine at home. I will wash my clothes and I will never talk to him again. Like, that's the way you need to think. Like, nothing, I think the reason I don't get phased by stuff is because I I tend to think about things very problem solvery. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like I'm a problem solver in the way that I think. Like I don't see situations as good or bad. I see it as okay, what can I do to either get out of this or to improve where I'm at? Um so I think That's the first thing. Mentality, going into stuff, where your mind is at is so important. Like you can go into a job interview and be like, oh, there's no way they're going to like me. Like, oh, my gosh, I look I should have done my hair different. I should have done this. Like I'm going to stutter. I'm going to whatever. Well, if your mind's already there, that's the direction you're going in. Like you have to set your tone for each day that you live. So I think that is something that is so important. So go in saying, you know what? I am going to tell this boy the way that I feel, and he would be lucky to return the feelings. If he doesn't, that's his decision, and that means he's not meant for me, and, like, move on.com, you know? Second thing, I think I tend to, in any of my conversations, I throw out a line as if I'm fishing, And then I'm going to just vibe it out, right? I'm not going to necessarily go in there and just lay all my cards out and say like, hey, I think you're so handsome. I love you. I picture us having kids. I write your name or my name with your last name in all my notebooks. And like, here's my whole story. What do you think? Like, I more would just kind of go in and be like, hey, so I want to talk to you about something. I know this is kind of awkward, but like I'm just going to throw something out and like see what you're feeling. But like obviously no pressure. And then I would just say, you know, um, Kyle, um, hey, Kyle, like I just we've been hanging out a lot. Like I've kind of been like feeling like there's a vibe between us. And I just wanted to see like if you feel the same way. And then that way you kind of made it sound like he's been giving you, you see what I did there? Like he's been giving you feelings that like he might be into you. And then you're being like, oh, I kind of feel it. I'm kind of like trying to like, I'm trying to pick up what you're throwing down if that's what you're throwing down. So I would kind of approach it like that. And then if he like is like, oh no, like whatever. I would just be like, okay, like, no worries. Like, that's why I wanted to ask you because, like, I didn't want things to get weird. Like, 
whatever, okay, homie, like, <laughs> high five. And then I would go to my car and cry, right? So that's kind of how I would do it, like, tiptoe into it, read his body language, read, like, the way that he's answering, and then kind of go from there. Um, I But I do know, like, a lot of guys that I've talked to like when girls are up front. So you could just go into just being like, hey, I'm so sorry to throw this on you, but, like, I totally have been crushing on you, and I just wanted to see, like, if you feel the same way. Like, if not, no worries. Like, I can totally, like, get over this, but just wanted to see what you're thinking, you know? But that would be my advice on crushes. But, girl, go into that being open to, like, he would be lucky to have you. Like, every one of us is a catch in our own way. So don't go into it being like, oh, I hope I'm good enough for him. Uh Uh-uh, he might not be good enough for you. And that's on life. Okay, moving on. What's another one? Just me scrolling through. I don't even know why I have my computer set up in here because I'm not even looking at it, but I think it's, like, a safety blanket, and I'm also – rubbing this chapstick that's been in my hand because I'm having a little bit of a nervous breakdown, but I think we're doing okay. Michaela, are we doing okay? She thinks it's going wonderful, so we're going to just keep moving forward. Okay. Um, What's a moment you've been like, I'm happy I'm single? Uh, (laughs) um, You know, I think growing up... I was definitely one of those people that was like, I want to be married by like 23 and start having kids by 25, LOL. Um, and, And I think singleness was something I was so scared of because I... I think I thought it was a reflection that like something was wrong with me. And also my deepest desire has always been to have kids someday and like to be a wife. So I think that because because I had so much focus tied on that, I I dreaded the single season of my life. But it's so funny, the the longer I was single and I think because I was so I was so stinking intentional about trying to get to know and better myself because You know, I was like, whether I'm going to be with someone in a month or, dear God, 10, it's been like 10 years. Um, Either way, I want to be the best version of myself for me and for a future. So um, I think the more that I did that, the more I started to fall in love with just who I am and that process and really being able to invest so much more in the people around me. So I think that there's been times where I've seen friends struggling in relationships where I've been like, I'm glad I'm single or even just, um, you know, I can I can say like, oh, you're going on that trip. I would love to go or like, oh, I want to do this, this or this. And I think that I've I've gotten very used to being able to like only really need to check in with myself, um, which is an adjustment in a relationship. So I don't think there's times where I'm like, oh, thank God I'm single because I definitely still have those desires. But I do think that singleness is so it's so underrated. Like it's such a beautiful season. And I think so much can come from it if you just stop seeing it as like a negative thing and I don't know I don't know who put that pressure on who in the first place but it's definitely a thing and I definitely empathize with people because you know everyone's first question is are you dating anyone like oh are you married do you have kids um the older you get so I definitely don't like that But I think the more that I've become just comfortable in this season, the less those comments phase me. You know what I mean? Because I'm just like, oh, no, I'm not like haven't found the right person yet. And then that's it. Whereas before I felt like I needed to really defend myself and go into this monologue of like, oh, I'm really just like working on myself and I'm independent. You know what I mean? I'd get like sassy with it. And now I'm just like, no, like this is just where I'm at and I'm not ashamed of it, you know? So I hope that answered your question. It's funny. I 
I don't know. I don't know how it happened, but every time I, I, you know, ask people like what kind of videos they want me to make or what what they would like me to talk about, a lot of times it comes to the topic of confidence, uh, which is this next one I just read of how do you work on confidence. And it's so funny because I think something about me that that I genuinely do love um, is the fact that I I don't have a filter when it comes to what I'm thinking and feeling and just kind of where I'm at. I I don't know when, but I hit a point in my life where I realized that that the more that I talk about things that are hard and I just am honest with how I feel, two things happened. One is the things that were like affecting me negatively stopped having power over me. And the second thing is I noticed that I started to have such genuine interactions and relationships with people. Oh, almost knocked over my Diet Coke. Um, Because I think that the second that you show someone a vulnerable side, they feel comfortable to show you a vulnerable side. And it becomes this really cool like ping pong game of like just opening up and sharing things. And yeah, it's scary to do that. But then when someone shares something back, you feel like you're not alone. You feel most of the time, you know, supported and comforted in someone knowing something about you that is a struggle and still like loving you and not changing the way that they think about you. Um, which, you know, you do have to be careful because not all people are open and loving in the way that they respond to you. Um, so you can be protective in that. But I think that because I talk so openly about things and because I, I tend to try to be just unapologetically myself, people think that I'm just so confident all the time and that I don't struggle with things. And it's actually not true at all. I think that <laughs> I think that confidence is not how do I say this? It's it's not a a destination that you get to and you can check off and you're there. I think confidence is a lens that you put on and it helps you to navigate where you're going. And for me, I still can be super insecure about my body, the way that clothes fit me, the way I look in photos, the fact that, you know, I'm still struggling with things that I've struggled with since I was like a young girl. I can still have all of those things, but I can embrace and be open about it. And my confidence is in the fact that none of those things are going to have power over me to stop me from living my life. And I think that the more that I share and I, and I open up about these things, I think that that is what people see as confidence. And it's, but if you're paying attention, it's not the lack of insecurities and like vulnerable places. It's the fact that like I'm not I'm not scared of showing people that I have those things. So I think that confidence is something that is more of a mindset and not as much of like, you know, oh, I'll, I'm confident if I can, you know, run out on the beach in a bikini and not care about like all my jiggly bits and like be fine with whatever and not care um, about how I'm sitting or like what people see or what I say or do. And I don't think that's necessarily it. I think confidence is loving yourself exactly where you're at and and not being scared to let people see all of the sides of you that make you you. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. I'm like replaying in my mind what I just said, but that is what confidence is to me. And that is what I, 
I think has helped me so much in this past season of life where I've gone through so many changes with binge eating and depression and just like different things going on is I think why people are like, oh, you're just you're just fine and and you're doing all these things is because I'm just not scared of them and I refuse to give them power to control who I am and the effort that goes into hiding parts of yourself is so exhausting and I think once you let go of that and you just keep moving forward then you're going to be surprised how much light starts to come from you that people are going to be like oh my gosh like you look so happy like why are you so happy you know Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to kind of like put two together. So there was one that was saying how do you work on relationships with people or um I guess like improving the relationships that you have. And then there's another one that's how to not feel sad when other people are ahead of you in life compared to like what you want. So you know, I think I think the thing in relationships that if there's there's one thing that if this is lacking, it's it's probably it's probably evidence that either the relationship is not working or you you might need to change some things about the way you approach relationships. And that is being able to like look at somebody at individually without anything attached to yourself and look at them and their needs and your motivation is to fulfill those needs because you care about that person. And our world and society is very selfish and it's it's taught us in this weird way that, you know, well, if this isn't meeting you, then like, F it. If this isn't like... If this isn't the way that you want, if they're mad at you, that's not your problem. Like, you don't have to worry about it. And I think that there's value in in thinking about yourself and what you need. But I also think it's so ridiculous to expect that someone else is going to, like, communicate and need exactly what you need. And I think that if you if you're looking at people like that then they become more of just stand-ins to like what you want. And of course, they're going to be like, okay, well, I'm not getting anything out of this relationship. So I think that if you're struggling with genuine friendships, my number, number one piece of advice would be to really sit down and either figure out or straight up ask how that person needs to be loved and then pay attention to those times where you can just go out of your way to love on that person. Whether it's, you know, you you see their favorite chocolate and you get it and you go drop it off and are like, hey, I hope you have a good day. Or just a text saying like, hey, I know you had that interview today. Like, let me know how it goes. I'm thinking about you. I think that putting effort into a friendship in the way that that person needs is the best way that you can be a good friend. And hopefully in that process, it's reciprocated. Um, but I think that that would be the number one thing. I think you need to stop loving people the way that you like to be loved and pay attention to the way that they want to be loved because they're totally different. And I've learned that with Ash. And I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard – I. <laughs> I'm literally pointing as if she's right next to me because I'm used to doing that. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard in the episodes where we are so completely opposite in the things that we need from each other. And so I think I've learned the ways that she feels loved and like I'm doing things intentionally for her and she's learned for me and it's not always comfortable and people tend to be like, well, I don't want to do something if that's not what I would do because then it's disingenuine. But if you're doing something for another person because that's what they need, it is a genuine act. So I think pay attention to how they need to be loved and then also be open and communicate how you need to be loved so that it can be reciprocated. So that would be my number one thing. 
With that, I think when we start to look at individuals as themselves and not attaching our motives, our wants, our needs onto our views of other people, I think that really helps with comparison because then it becomes, you know, oh my gosh, I'm so excited that my friend, you know, like with Ash, like she's in a relationship and she's all happy and whatever. (laughs) Um, But I could look at her and I could be like, oh my gosh, Ashley's in a relationship. Like I wish I was in a relationship. And if I go into it like that, I'm going to be bitter every time she brings up stuff. So she could come to me and be like, oh my gosh, so-and-so. What if I just outed her and just like told everyone who she's dating? I can do whatever I want. Um, if if she were to say, oh, you know, so-and-so did this for me, if I'm coming into it with that and I've tied her relationship to my lack of relationship, I'm going to be in the literally rolling my eyes inside my head and be like, oh, we get it. You went on a date. Like, congratulations. And I'm not going to be able to be happy for her because I've tied my needs to her success in an area. So I think that the more we're able to just separate and instead I look at her and I'm like, oh my gosh, Ashley's in a relationship. She's really happy. Like I love her. I want what's best for her. I'm so excited for her. The end, like period, no other sense is attached. Then like, I'm not going to be constantly reflecting on the fact that I don't have a boyfriend because it's not, it doesn't matter. It's her life and I have my own. There's going to be times where I'm doing things in life that she's not doing, but it could be something she desires. And I would want her to do the same for me. So I think it's it's that whole like someone's success is not the lack of your own. It's just everyone is so different. Everyone has different body types. Everyone has different preferences. Everyone has just different personalities and skills and talents. And that's what makes the world work the way that it does like if we all were the same nothing would happen so I think that is my biggest advice for those two areas is look at people separate from yourself and when you and when you see yourself attaching yourself to someone else then you need to do those mental gymnastics of saying hey I am me she is her (laughs) I don't think I don't know if that's correct English grammar, but she is herself. (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying, but I think you get it. Like she's her own person. I'm my own person. I want what's best for her. I'm excited for her. And then later I can be sad about my own thing, but not because I'm lacking what she has, because that just might be in an area I'm struggling in. So separate your friends, love them for who they are, celebrate them for what they're doing and then take your time to celebrate and love yourself the way that you need separate from comparing people because it's it's like comparing a cat to a dog like you can't yeah they both have blood they both have fur on their bodies but like that's it you know what I mean they're like not the same thing we're all unique and individual so we can't expect ourselves to fit into anyone else's mold so that would be my advice for those two areas (laughs) This one's funny. Thoughts on going on dates right before you're about to move across country? Um, You know, like, do what you got to do. I think think that, again, with everything, I feel like a broken record, but I'm, I, I think that this is something I try to do all the time and I always ask my friends. Like, say, if, if one of my friends was doing something that, I think I'm like, okay, that's a stupid decision, right? First of all, I know that it's not my life. It's not my job, right? As long as she's not like totally hurting herself or other people, I probably would step back and not really insert my opinion. But a lot of times what I ask my friends is like, okay, like what is your, what's your motive for what you're doing? Like for me, I think dating is to get to know someone to see if they're a potential partner for marriage. That's my personal opinion. So for me, if I was dating before I was leaving, like I would kind of be aware of like, hey, like, are you going to get hurt during this? Like, do you get attached easily? Is it hard for you to break things off? Um, Are you going to like fall for some guy and then be depressed when you move into this new exciting chapter of your life? So I would weigh out the consequences of that. 
Or are you literally just like, I just want some attention. And then in, if that's the case, then I say, do your thing, girl. As long as you're honest with the other person that you don't want something serious because you don't want to like hurt someone else. But I think as long as you, you weigh out where you're at, you know who you are, make the decisions that are best for you. Um, but I definitely would be careful in trying to get too deep of a connection without feeling feeling out like if it's something that could have a future because I know once I once I get my hooks in and I get attached it's very hard for me to rip off the hooks (laughs) you know what I'm saying so I think just feel it out of where you're at all right so I think I'm gonna do one more um it's funny like I feel like I've been here forever but I also feel like This went by so fast, which when I'm nervous, I tend to black out. So again, you know, I'm really, I don't, I don't know how this is going for all of you, but I hope it's going well. Um, I feel like I'm just like getting to talk to you guys. So I hope this like felt like that, you know, I'm just in the car, like I said, with you. Okay. Um, One of the most requested topics that people we're putting on the response is to talk about body. Um, you know, it's funny because I, with doing anything on the interweb, you open your like you open yourself up to being attached to it, right? So I knew going into sharing with my struggles with binge eating and just the way that like my body has changed over the past couple years that it would be something that would be a topic of discussion a lot and um I don't know like I think I weighed those those outcomes and I just was at a place where I I wanted I wanted to sacrifice my privacy in an area that is very sensitive to be able to be a voice in an area that like I wanted to hear voices talk about because I was struggling with it. And so every time I see like floods of like, how do you love your body? Like how talk about body positivity, talk about body confidence. I, you know, it really just means a lot to me because it is something that is so personal and it's something that I'm still very much going through. I don't know why I feel a little emo right now, so sorry if I cry. Um, you know, I still, I, I literally just had at, I think it was, yeah, it was at Coachella. I was with a group of my friends and we were... Um, we were standing around waiting for something and this girl comes up and she was very intoxicated. Like it was very clear, but super loud in front of everyone. She was like, thank God, finally a thick girl. And she just went on and on. Like, I swear if I saw one more skinny be like, I was going to throw up like, thank God. Like you are so, and she, in her defense, I think she really thought like she was being nice because, um, you know, she was like, oh, like, look at those thick thighs. Like, look at those juicy boobs. Like, you're so hot. Like all these things. And she was like going on and on and on. However, <laughs> in that moment, while I'm standing around a bunch of my friends And basically my body is being thrown into the center of attention and everyone is very uncomfortable because she's talking about me being like a thick girl and and a big girl and she kept going on and on specifying my body parts and stuff in front of everyone. Um, I kind of froze like I kind of stood there and all I could do was to just I just kept saying like oh like thank you like I know right like ha 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 thank you 
and going with it. But I, I've, I wanted to literally crawl in a hole and die. <laughs> like I was just so uncomfortable with this scenario. And it's interesting because I think that I, I try so hard to, to really over the top be positive about my body and about myself to myself and things like that happen or, you know, people will be talking about like, oh my gosh, I feel so disgusting. I ate this today and, and focusing on food and food relationships with their body, which is an area that I'm very much still like a baby in terms of recovery. And I do still get very easily triggered and I think it's just good for me to remember that I'm still I'm still processing and I'm still going through things. But um I just I I think sometimes, you know, people people will comment on my stuff and it's just a photo that I took like standing somewhere and everyone's like oh my gosh, like, you're so confident, like, good for you. And it's, it's hard sometimes to like, to like be a person that people see that and they, they think it's great. But it's hard sometimes to not hear those things and to be like, oh, so like, is it because I'm bigger? And you're looking at that thinking like, ooh, I could never post that photo. So like, good for her. You know, like those thoughts still go through my head. And and it's something that I'm still working on. And I'm saying this to you because I I never want to appear like I have things all together and that I've just figured it out. Like I'm still very much still processing through it. And like I was talking about before with confidence, I think me realizing that I'm going to be working on this area for a while and not being afraid of the journey has been my biggest accomplishment. So that would be my number one thing. I think, too, it's like that whole, like, for me, fake it till you make it kind of thing. Like, literally today I was, like, in, um, like, underwear and a sports bra and I'm, like, getting ready. And I started doing, like, a TikTok dance And I just like, I just like look at myself sometimes and I like, even if I'm looking at myself going like, dear God, what is happening? Like, oh, that's a new stretch mark or like, ooh, that's, these aren't fitting the way they used to. Like, I take time to look at myself and just be like, you are hot. Like, look at you go, girl. Like, shake what your mama gave you. Like, I just really have decided in my mind that I'm so tired of comparing myself and my body to things that like, who, this anonymous source in the universe apparently decided what is desirable and what is not. Like, I'm done giving anyone else a voice when it comes to my body and how I feel and think about it. So I write my own narrative now and my body is beautiful and sexy and it gets me where I need to go and it does the things that it needs to do. And I refuse to be subject to letting those thoughts and things take over me. If I have a moment, I let myself have a moment and then I pick myself up and I remind myself who the frick I am because I'm the only person that can define that. And so I think when it comes to my body, it's taking those intentional little moments where, you know, if I'm pulling up my uh, leggings over my little rolls, like I just take a moment to just say, like, I appreciate you and I appreciate what you do for me. And um, I know that, like, no matter what happens in life, like, my body is just a tiny portion of who I am. And so I choose to take those steps and to do those things to be who I am and unapologetically embrace my body for what it is. And that is like all I can say with that. It still is a process, but like I really think it's it's a it's something you have to choose every single day. Every single day I have to get up and I look myself in the mirror and I just go I just spend some time just like loving on who I am and then I'm go on with my day with that mentality and when something triggers me or phases me, I take a second to be like, "Oof, okay girl, like we still got some hurt in there, but like you're okay and you're going to get through this." Like 
just do your best. You know what I mean? So that would be my biggest advice on that. And again, um, you know, like I just, I just love all of you so much. And I just, you know, I know I felt like super awkward and everything going through this whole episode, but I genuinely am just so appreciative of this podcast and this platform and just like our little family that we've formed. I don't know if, if we're growing or maybe just it's, it's, by chance, but I've, I've had quite a few people recently, um, approach me and be like, oh my gosh, are you from unsolicited advice? And it's just been so cool to put faces to all of you who we're talking to. And I just hope that no matter what we talk about, no matter what our episodes look like, that you guys just know that me and Ashley at our hearts, like we just love people and we love all of you and and we want to do life with you. And so I think when you listen to stuff, you might not be a person that struggles with your body, but you might know someone who is or you might have someone in the future that is. And I think that's what's so that's the talent I think we all need to acquire is how to really listen and try to understand people for who they are and then try to figure out how we can be a tiny just like ray of sunshine in someone else's life. So I love you guys so much. Thanks for, uh, you know, sticking with me through this episode. Again, if you didn't like it, I'm so sorry, but like just don't let me know because I will be sad And also, it's one episode, so (laughs) Ash will be back next week, hopefully, and we will just continue on, and um, I definitely do want to make her do a solo episode, because so she can see how awkward this is, Uh, but yeah, I love you guys so much. Oh, let me get my dad joke book, because I can't have a solo episode by myself where I don't read a dad joke, and this is great, because whatever joke I read I won't have Ashley's glare of like oh haha that's so funny okay I used to work in a shoe recycling shop it was soul destroying (laughs) okay it's not (laughs) I thought it would be better not having her here but at least like even her fake laugh fills the silence the void that I am feeling at this moment uh anyways to you know give Ash a shout out what does she always say at the end uh if you made it to the dad joke we love you the mostest and uh make sure you guys send in your stories send in um tearing it up send in you can start to send in scary stories since we're like making our way towards fall eventually and make sure you guys follow us on everything like rate review share subscribe all the things and we will see you again next week love ya bye